SJSPR.radio Schoolhouse Media Listen up. This is the Voices of SJS Podcast. Welcome to SJSPR.radio and Voices of SJS. I am your host, Isabel Frankie, world history teacher at St. John's School. Joining me is my colleague, Claudia Ojeda, Puerto Rico history teacher. Hello. We are both the moderators of the St. John's School Model United Nations Club, the subject of today's episode. Joining us to talk about our club, our club president, Salomán Levis, class of 2023. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. And senior member, Marco Lambert, class of 2023. Hi everyone, I'm Marco and I'm super excited to be here as well. The Model United Nations Club, also known as MUN or Model UN, is an educational organization that provides secondary level students with authentic diplomacy, international relations, and Model United Nations learning experiences. Here at St. John's School, the Model UN Club was established in 1982 and is still one of the most significant school activities students become very passionate about. Also joining us to tell us a bit about the Model UN beginnings at SJS is Mariano Ortiz Blanes, class of 1985 alumna, parent, and current Board of Trustees member. Hello, uh, I'm glad to be here with all of you. As this year's club advisors, both Ms. Ojeda and I are thrilled to lead this conversation, updating you on the latest Model UN activities and the historical impact it has had on our students since its beginnings. But before we get into our current experiences, we'd like to ask Mariana to give us a bit of background on how it all started. Mariana, can you take us back in time and give us the historical highlights of Model UN at SJS? Well, what I can recall and what I remember when I came to this school, the club was just getting started. We had as our advisor, Mrs. Celia Valderas. She used to be the world history teacher. Uh, she was my European history teacher in the 11th grade, and she became our advisor. We required help at the time to train us in parliamentary procedures and in uh, going to Washington. I don't think the, the club here had ever gone. And it became, you know, it started, it almost started that year, as far as I can remember. We got help from Colegio Marista where we had friends, and they came here and, and trained us. I, From my previous school, I already had co gone to competitions and to Washington, but here we, we started over, and, and the teacher believed in us, believed in the club. She was wonderful, Mrs. Valderas, as a teacher and as an advisor, and that's how I remember that we got started. We went to Washington to the Model UN competition, the Georgetown, which I think uh, St. John still attends some years. And I remember we won both years, my, my junior and senior year, and it was very exciting because we brought the flag back. And that's also as well when we started participating in Model OAS. So it was a very small club, not like today, that you have a lot of members. I yes. think it's over 80 members or something like that, right? Approximately. Yeah. No, it used to be no more than 15, I think. Wow. <laughs> but it was tremendous fun, just as it is today, and people were passionate about it, too. Mariana, could you tell us any major topics that were discussed when you yes. were competing as a delegate? Well, we had the Iranian embassy, the American embassy in Iran, uh, the hostage issue. 
we wow. had that that was going on at the time. My senior year is, I think, when they got released. We also had the arms race, the the nuclear weapons, and uh, all the treaties to stop the arms race. That was a huge issue at the time. And we still had the Cold War going on. Gorbachev mm-hmm. was not there yet at the time, but he was. We would get there soon enough. So we had we had all of that, you know, the East-West relations and uh, the Cold War, the arms race, the drugs were still a big issue as well. The countries that produced uh, the supply, and uh, that was the focus at the time, more than who was buying them. Uh, Those are the three topics I remember most. It's Claudia speaking, Uh, but I think it's really fascinating how a lot of those topics are still relevant and there's still committees that deal with those things uh, maybe in a historical way or in an aftermath or a a, a topic that comes out of uh, what you were discussing. And I think it's very cool that students get a chance to discuss not only topics that are relevant to them today, but that had been discussed before and are still trying to be solved and they can uh, go back to it uh, or or learn about something in the past and apply it to their reality. So that's really awesome yeah, to I, hear. I, for example, the, the, we were discussing the SALT treaties, I remember. Another thing that was very hot and still current, the Arab-Israeli conflict, it mm. st- still has not been solved. Uh, yeah. So that was another topic that I remember uh, debating. We actually had a committee about that in the Baldwin competitions this year. So students are still debating that today. It is definitely great news to know that Model UN has been around for long, which takes us to what's been happening with Model UN right now and why students continue to be so committed to this club. So I'd like to continue with Ms. Ojeda. Could you give us an overview of what the main tenets that we strive for in our club and the activities our students were able to participate in this year. Absolutely. The purpose of Model UN is for students to learn and for lack of a better term, model what the United Nations is. Is So they study UN procedures and they get a chance to develop their leadership skills as well as public speaking and debate strategies during both local and international competitions. During these competitions, they debate both current and historical issues in committees in during which they represent countries, people, or organizations. And during these uh, committees, which I think is something really important to point out, our students are writing solutions, are making plans and drafting up resolutions based on UN resolutions to solve real-world issues. They also learn about the world of diplomacy, which can lead them onto different paths after they graduate high school and help them decide if they want to go into those careers, which is also very cool. And they are able to practice those diplomacy skills with their peers from other institutions as well. Claudia, I want to highlight that last part regarding how these experiences can transfer into the student's life at a college level. And considering your background as a Model UN delegate, in your student years, do you think it affects your perspective towards the club now as an advisor? Yes, I definitely do. So to give some background, I was a delegate at my own high school's club for six years, and I was also my club's president, so Salo and I share that in common. And I actually competed in St. John's many times, so it feels very full circle for me to 
walk around the school and have the experience of being a teacher, but have also uh, competed here during my formative years in Model UN. I didn't expect to be a moderator so soon after graduating high school and college, but I think that this ex it has been very wonderful to come back to this club because it is a very formative club. And like I said, a lot of students end up wanting to study international relations or diplomacy or political science. And we have some seniors that are going to do that next year. And for me, I studied history in college, and that was very influenced by the fact that when I was in Model UN, I used to participate in a lot of historical committees. And a lot of them were actually at St. John's. I was in a World War I committee. I was in a committee about the Delian League, which was ancient Athens, and they were all here. And so that ended up influencing my decision and a couple of committees about Puerto Rico as well, and that ended up, ended up influencing my decision to study history and continue doing politics and wanting to understand more about this world. Seeing it from this perspective is completely different. I definitely have a lot more appreciation for moderators and for what they do, and also for the students, because when you are in it, you don't see how much work you are putting into it because it's something that you are doing because you like it. But as a teacher and as a moderator, I see how proud they are to be a part of the club and how much they really want to do their best and try their best and learn. And I think that is a beautiful experience to have. And for me, I feel like I can impart some knowledge. I always feel great when students come to my classroom and ask me for help with their plans or for agendas or discuss things with me because I didn't think that I would be going back into this world so <coughs> soon. Uh, but here I am, I think it's really nice bonding experience because I know what being a delegate is like. I know what it is like to balance having to do Model UN with schoolwork and all of the other extracurriculars. And they teach me too because I am learning about how different the club is now, especially since for uh, the benefit of our viewers, St. John's is now a part of La Liga Independiente de Naciones Unidas de Puerto Rico, which is not the circuit that I competed in. I'm learning uh, new things as well. St. John's competes with uh, University Secondary High School as well as Baldwin School and Tassie School. We compete four times a year and students are able to go to pick their committees, pick their delegations and study for a couple of weeks before spending a weekend uh, during their debating and drafting up their resolutions. I wanted to highlight some of the topics that students have discussed this year. So we've discussed the Luma contract of Puerto Rico, Roe versus Wade, the climate crisis, the Chilean constitution, and even the Hunger Games. And in our SJS Moon competitions, they will be discussing the protests against the U.S. Navy in Puerto Rico in 2003, as well as the Turkey, the Syria earthquakes, and even the Salem witch trials. So we have a myriad of topics, right, that students are able to compete in locally, which prepares them for another really cool experience that I had for four years as a delegate, which is traveling internationally. Every year, around 12 to 15 of our students get chosen to represent St. John's and represent Puerto Rico at international competitions. This year, we went to the Model United Nations of the University of Chicago competitions, and we actually had two students receive verbal commendations. So shout out to Lorena and Adelaida because we're very proud of them, and that was very cool, as well as our other students who were a part of that trip. We go to these competitions. It's about 3,000 students from all over the world. So 
Uh, this year, they've gotten a chance to meet people from Greece, from El Salvador. Uh, I heard some students meeting people from India, from China. So it's really cool for them to be able to have those experiences, not just meeting people from Puerto Rico or from the U.S., but from other places as well. And they all share this love for this one club. I do want to point out the interesting part of today's conversation is that we have so many perspectives uh, coming from the beginnings of the club when the school competed in the nine school circuit known as the Federación. A person who was uh, present in the in the competitions towards those last four years where we were connected in that circuit. And then um, we're going to bring to the table our two students that are going to bring the perspective of how is it to compete in this newly established circuit uh, known as La Liga. To answer this question, uh, I would definitely like to hear from our club president, Salomar Levis. So, Salomar, how long have you participated in Model UN? Hi, everyone. So I have participated in Model UN for four years. I started in ninth grade. And talking about that transition from Federación to the new league we participated in, my first year we participated in Federación. And it was very fun having many schools and many competitions we attended. And then that year, COVID hit. And I was also elected mm. to be part of the board as representative. And from there, we had this big transition from Federación to La Liga. And that summer, which we were virtual in, our entire board would meet weekly. And the four schools' boards would meet every single week to create this new league. There's definitely been differences between both of them, but I had great experiences within both leagues. And to talk about La Liga, I feel that since it's less schools, we are able to connect more in a way and we're able to know more students. You can see students when you compete from past competitions and sort of more friendships have been able to blossom and I've had a great time participating. And what led you to join this club in the first place? So I heard about this club since seventh grade, but it was always very full and it had that name and honor that it was one of the most prestigious clubs at the school. And I was always super interested in it because some of my friends since seventh grade had started. And I really liked the idea of being able to compete and in a big room with a lot of people be able to speak and sort of that leadership aspect of Model UN was very intriguing and curious to me. So I always had that interest in joining and in ninth grade when I did, it was a great experience. In your overall experience, do you have some key lessons that you have learned throughout the way that you would like to share with us today? Yes, I cannot imagine my high school experience without being in Model UN. And I feel that it has definitely improved my skills in so many different ways outside of the classroom. And within Model UN and these competitions, you learn the power and the skill of being able to lead a room, be able to speak with people that have different opinions than you. Writing and researching is also very important. But I think mm. these skills that are beyond a classroom that you're going to need within your life of how to handle a huge room, how to exert leadership, how to talk to different people, how to make people agree with you, how to deal with differences when people are disagreeing about something. Um, within the competitions, there's conflicts on for this thing called sponsors where some people might be upset if they don't obtain this title and some do. So learning how to handle people, learning how to consider others, it's just a lot of skills. And on top of that, being a board member, 
it's a lot of work and a lot of planning and being able to consider other students, not just think about how I'm going to compete, but how the students in the club are going to compete and how we do as a whole, how everyone's having fun. It's skills that I don't think I could have obtained in any other way. And I really, really think that Model UN gives you so many important experiences and I would recommend it to anyone. I'm going to continue that point on anyone because uh, you're coming from an experience for over four years approximately. Um, and I want to hear from Marco, a senior member in our club that joined two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, junior year. Are there any particular experiences that you would want to share with us today? Well, um, I joined in my junior year at the beginning. I actually joined the same week of the St. John's competition because I had never, like, I didn't have no, I had no idea what Model UN was. I had never, like, really gotten to know it. But then I overheard someone talking about um, the, the PR committee, and it was um, El Recinto Rio Piedra, mm -hmm. Recinto Medico, and how it was mm -hmm. shutting down, and the Department of Neurosurgery. And it was a very interesting topic that I found very interesting because I want to study medicine. And I actually wanted to participate in it. And so I found Andrea Avila. I convinced her to do it with me. And we joined the module in that same week. We had three days to prepare to learn all the protocol, the procedure, the parliamentary procedure and everything. And we actually got a written mention that competition. Wow. And ever since then, we've just been, I've just been doing PR committees and historical committees. It's because it's something I really enjoy. And it's not something that people, um, a lot of people do, and especially PR committee. It's a one that's been overlooked. And I just, I'm, my hope is that in the future, people get to participate in it more because it's very important to know what's happening currently, past and present in Puerto Rico. And hence why I'm chairing our PR committee about the occupation of the U.S. in Vieques in 2003. So I, that's, I think, kind of what my goal is to motivate people and let, allow other people, even if they're not from Puerto Rico, to know about our history and our present and how everything that's happening around us affects us directly or indirectly and how it's important to know all the things that are happening up to date. I think one of the um, great opportunities that we had this year to, to talk about present day or at least uh, the closest to us situations was when we uh, visited the Department of State oh, yeah. uh, for the anniversary of the United Nations. And both of you were a part of that activity. And I'm bringing this to the table because I noticed a pattern of joining the club in this sense of urgency and immediacy where you find something that you're passionate about and then you go all in. Um, and you end up being successful in those types of situations. And In this activity in particular, you did something quite similar that really modeled out to our to our members, whether they are senior and junior members, um, to take that step forward. And I wanted to ask if you can elaborate a little bit more about that day. Well, yes. Um, this was October of last year, so October 2022. And we visited the Department of State. It was in the entire Liga, all four schools. And we were we meted with uh, different consuls of different countries and the head of the Department of State, Puerto Rico Secretary of State. And we were tasked to talk about Spanish, Spain and Spanish's policies on climate change. And me and Salo got to introduce our, um, our policies to all the other schools in the Liga. And then we were tasked to interview and ask questions to the consulate of Spain, who funnily enough is Salo's neighbor. We found out later on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we also <laughs> we also got to interview the, um, the Secretary of State, and we weren't sure who was going to do it, and it was a very last minute decision, 
but I ended up volunteering and it was actually a really great experience. I enjoyed it being on the stage and getting to ask questions and asking questions for other people who kept like sending me through the computer, like, please ask this question. So that was a very interesting experience and getting to hear their perspectives and just creating that network. Cause I think throughout Model UN, I've met so many people and especially in Puerto Rican government, we've met Secretary of State, we've met the consulates from different countries. We've got Jennifer Gonzalez in DC, which is just something we always remember and bond about. And just, I think all these experiences have like helped me a lot and expanded my network, just not just meeting new politicians and different people, but also like different schools and like created my networks and has made, allowed me to gain so many more friends. And it's just a really nice experience. And I'm glad that I joined Model UN when I did, because I always say that Model UN changed me, but it changed me for the better because it's made me a better person and like mm -hmm. has taught me a lot of things I needed and then I lacked before, but now I, I'm more confident in and I'm more diplomatic and now I'm more objective. And I think it's really a really great experience, a learning experience. And I, I would encourage people to do it because it really, even if you're not going to study politics or business or so, stuff related to like what usually is talked about Model UN, it's still a very good learning experience. And I think it was necessary for me to grow, especially during high school. I, I want to add that I think that something that I'm getting from what Michael is talking about is that day during our visit to the Secretary of State was also important because with Puerto Rico's current political condition, a lot of people don't think that they can do diplomacy work from Puerto Rico. And so they participate in Model UN or they don't participate in Model UN and they say, okay, that we can't do that because of XYZ reason. But that day at the Department of State, we really saw how these consulates are here too and how we can work and, and our students see how they can work uh, as diplomats representing Puerto Rico in some way, which I think was also a really great experience. And I also think you should mention the website while we're here because that was, I was very proud of you. We were very proud of you guys for that. And um, yeah, Sara, do you wanna elaborate on that one? Yeah, during our presentation, we created a website completely on that day while people were presenting and we were able to show it to the different consulates and they were very impressed. And to add on to what Michael said and what Ms. Claudia said about that day, I think it truly represented the root of Model UN and that mm -hmm. day was a lot of thinking mm -hmm. on the spot, planning, um, improv when you spoke and these are skills that Model UN helps you greatly develop and applauding Michael that day that it was sort of a hectic day in the sense that we weren't completely sure of how the procedure would run, which in diplomacy, that's something that happens every day, but just stepping up and being able to t speak to a consulate, ask questions and not be afraid to speak in front of a big room mm -hmm. is things that Model UN helps you do, so. All right, I feel that we sort of stepped into many anecdotes and lessons and words of wisdom as we've been having this conversation. There are a lot of learning experiences and educational purposes behind this organization. But I do want to ask if there's this fond or happy memory that you want to share that even if it's not exclusively educational, fully academic, gives you happiness to think of. Because overall, we want to provide this learning experiences for our students, but we also want them to be happy, to remember back with fond memories. So to start off, yeah, Model UN, aside from the competitions and competing, it has provided me this great group of friends and relationships that I don't think I could have gotten without Model UN. And to speak about the trips that we go about around 15 students, I went with a lot of seniors, juniors, sophomores, and we were able to build 
a lot of relationships and bonds throughout that trip. And things such as ice skating, just seeing each other throughout the day in the competition, walking around, freezing ourselves in Chicago or in D.C. It's experiences I will always hold dearly to my heart. And yeah, that sort of group that I've made at Model UN and all these people I've connected to is something I will always cherish. And also to speak about sort of the Model UN side in competing, this past competition, I was able to win first place with Joanny, who is an 11th grader. And it was my last time competing and my first time being able to win first place. And it was definitely something I held dearly in my heart because it was, how will you say, cerrando con broche de oro. And it was just like the perfect ending. And now being able to be the second gen for our competition, I'm very excited. And uh, well, I've had so many experiences and memories that I've made throughout my short-lived career in Model UN. But um, I always remember the DC trip. That was an amazing experience. That was such mm -hmm. a fun group to be with. And Ben and Frankie, we had so much fun and just competing internationally and meeting all these new people. Because I had a really big um, committee. It was like 150 people and I was on my own. So I didn't have like a Codel with me. So it was just me meeting 150 different people from all over the world, from all over the US, even Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, and different, different countries in Europe. It was a really nice experience. Um, at least here in La Liga, I would say my PR committees, I'll always be true to them. And I think they're the funniest experiences. Some of the funniest memories I have, like in my whole school life, have been in those committees, making plan names that like, Bad Bunny songs and just like, this is every, <laughs> it's just the entire thing is so funny. And I always remember it. And I think lastly, also I won my first, first place this year. My, and it, it's a very wholesome experience. I won it with Alia and the Great Smog of London Committee. And that was a very amazing experience because we, we were just shocked. We didn't expect it. And then it just happened. And that was Alia's last competition. And now we're, we're done. And it's just looking back, it's such a nice feeling to reflect on everything. And I'm just very grateful that I got an opportunity to be part of it all, you know? I wanted to say that first, it was a joy to get to experience seeing both of you winning your first gavels. I also won my first gavel, my first competitions in my senior year at San Ignacio, and I'm never going to forget that moment. And I know what it's like to have been in Marallon for so many years wanting a gavel porque that imagery of the gavel is so powerful and you you really you want it so much as a chair or as a delegate having had that experience myself being able to see you guys and hug you and like cheer for you is always an amazing experience and i also am very curious to hear uh from mariana what lessons from Marollien have you gained that have helped you maybe in your professional career and also what are your fond memories that you remember from your time in model un Well, I'm with Salo here and with uh, Marco. Some of the most fun memories that I have are, first of all, the friends that I made. Mm -hmm. I think that, I'll, that I will cherish and always have with me. And my daughter, who already graduated, is the same. Some of her group, her Model UN group, which en encompassed, included students from other schools, are her best friends to this day. And she graduated, you know, 10 years ago. Um, in terms of the skills, reading, researching, <laughs> speaking in public, I think more importantly is the, negoci the negotiation. Mm -hmm. You have to negotiate and you have to come to agreements right. with people that have diametrically opposed views to your own. And you have to find a way and you have to find a solution. 
And I'm a lawyer and I write contracts. I draft documents that have, have to make people come to agreements and reflect what's good for both parties. When you're a notary, you have, you're, you're representing both sides, not one. So I think that's a very valuable lesson that I took away from Model UN. Uh, in terms of fun, I never won a mallete. I never got the gavel locally. But I did win uh, Best Delegate in the U.S. Uh, in the competitions that I attended. But I still yearned for the mallete. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the funniest memory I have, I fell when I went to get the award on stage. Oh <laughs> so that's a most embarrassing moments. And my friends to this day remind me every single time of how I skated along the, the stage and fell. But we had a lot, of, a lot of fun and, you know, the cold and running uh, in the cold and the subway in Washington and the stores. And we had a great time. And I would recommend and encourage any, anyone to join the club. It's well worth it. I feel that I feel privileged to hear uh, all these experiences. I feel like I can live vicariously through you. Uh, I, I have not been a delegate myself. My only experience with Model UN has always been from the advisor's perspective as a moderator. And in my four years uh, moderating, my first year was in La Academia San Jose, and then the other three years I've been here. I still remember the experience of having a gavel as a gift from my students, and it was very rewarding, but not as rewarding as seeing all of my delegates slowly grow into, into their best selves in the club, slowly create these connections, suddenly seeing students that I saw in the classroom sort of keeping to themselves, and then during a weekend they were networking, they were out there, and I got to see this whole new side of them that I didn't get to see in the classroom. It is definitely one of the uh, happiest memories I have with this club. And it's something that I am still happy to see every year that I've been advising in this club. I think about that too very often is that bonding that comes from connecting with the students outside of the classroom, something that is still connected to education, but in a very different way and being able to help them through these discoveries as they figure out what they want to do in their future, as they figure out these new passions that are coming out of a club such as Model UN. Yeah. So um, in the spirit of lessons and key takeaways from, from your experience as former delegates, um, highlighting your legacies, what you leave behind, uh, is something that I definitely want to elaborate more with Marcos and Salo, given that this is their their senior year and it is their time to close that legacy. And before I get to my question, legacies are essential. This club is student-run. Uh, we as the advisors have certain responsibilities, but the success of this club relies on its students, the members mm -hmm. and the board. And as an advisor, it's a, always a pleasure to see the motivations that my members and my board members have when wanting to do something successfully, whether it is a competition, attending one, engaging in a, in a mentoring process. And this particular year, I've seen many moments where board and club members want to engage in building up that legacy, which brings us to to the question uh, to our senior members, what is the legacy that you wish to leave behind in this club? Um, I think that's a great question. Specifically, being the club president this year, one of my biggest tasks was training new members. And to be honest, with the pandemic and everything going on, one of 
our greatest concerns was the future of Model UN and the future generations. And this year, the board is made up mostly of seniors. And just with that year that it was virtual, there was obviously that fear of what would happen when we left. But this year, um, the board and I, and last year too, we've been working a lot with training the younger delegates. And one of the best experiences I've had this year is seeing all these students and members um, develop. And they are great. Any fear that we had before has washed away because I am so confident and in the future generation of Model UN and sophomores, juniors, even the seventh and eighth graders are shining and they're mm -hmm. competing with people that are seniors and obtaining these awards and working so hard within the competitions. And I think and I hope that my legacy was just for this year, that when anyone thinks about me being president or me being a club member, was just that they felt that I was a guide to them and an advisement and that they were able to use me to develop. And at the end of this year, I feel that we've, we've done a good job because there are so many members that have developed so much. And now with our last competition, I can't wait to see and the difference between how they started out this year and how much they have grown. And I am so excited for the future of Model UN and hopefully when I come back during my breaks, I can see them or come back or even come to this podcast again. But I just hope that people felt that I was of use to them and that I was able to guide them into becoming better delegates. Well, um, if I had to think of a legacy, I think it would be two main things. One, I know I sound repetitive. I want to emphasize the PR committees because again, they're very interesting. They're very fun. I think they're my favorite committees. Um, like preferably people speak in Spanish, but you can speak in English. So it's not like limited to only Spanish speakers. And it's just, you don't have to be from here to do it either way. And it's just really fun. And I've done every single type of committees. I've done historicals, crisis, creative ones and I think PR is just the most interesting one because it's there, there's a different dynamic to it and you can completely change and you, you never know because maybe one of your plans is actually the solution to one of the actual problems we have because at the end of the day you're trying to fix what's currently ongoing because all the PR committee problems are problems that are happening right now as of now with, whether it be in your Department of Education, Department of Health, corrupt political corruption, whatever it is, I think it's really important to people people to understand our problems and how we can solve them. And secondly, I want to emphasize how it doesn't matter when you join, you can always improve, you can always become better doesn't matter, as long as you try. Because I, even though I've been in my short time here, I've become a lot better, I've grown as a person. And I want to make sure that everyone knows that can, there's always time to improve and grow as a person. And I've always tried to give advice to younger, especially younger members when I'm competing with them and I see how they, they work. I can see their mistakes, the same ones that I made when I saw Model UN and I try to help them and advise them and just I'll give them the space to grow because at the end of the day, those, the skills you learn now, you need them for the rest of your life. So I think it's important to just hear from others and then evaluate yourself and see how you can become better every single day and every competition and then see the change between when you started and when you ended and just be satisfied and have that gratification of being like, wow, I've become a lot better and I've grown as a person. And I think that's just 
what I want other members to know and understand. I think they will. I think both Sado and Marco are exemplary delegates and we will be remembering you for a very long time. Thank uh, you. I hope that you. in like a couple of years you can come back on a podcast too and talk about your experience in SJS at MUN with the moderators or whoever else. I think that would be awesome. Well, this is all for now. But before we go, I would like to thank my colleague, Claudia Ojeda. Thank you for having me. This has been a wonderful time. Model UN alumna, Mariana Ortiz Blane. Thank you for having me here. It's been a wonderful experience um, to relive these memories. And Model UN members, Salomar Levis. Thank you for having me. It was a great discussion with all of you. And Marco Lambert. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful for having the opportunity to be here. For joining us in this conversation about our school's Model UN Club and all of our students who have become part of a long-standing organization that firmly advocates for all and every member to feel valued and empowered as they support the principles and work of the United Nations. Thanks for listening to SJSPR.radio's Voices of SJS. This was your host, Isabel Frankie. Until next time. Voices of SJS is a SJSPR.radio podcast. Our host for this edition was Isabel Franqui. It was produced by Pilar Alamo and edited by Sixto Ortiz. We used the song Taco by Proander under a non-commercial Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>